Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. Yes, there may be hundreds or thousands of people listening at this very moment, but or watching at this very moment, but really the Lord's just talking to you. And he's telling you and I, it's time to repent. We have been asleep, we have slept, we have not been on the watch as we should have. And an enemy has gotten in. Well, what do you do? Well, it's time for us to go and get that oil. It's time for us to anoint our homes. It's time for us to anoint ourselves. It's time for us to repent before the throne of God and say, Father, forgive me, for I have not watched as I should have. And an enemy has gotten in. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center, located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. We're children of the light. And the Lord said we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And because we are children of the light, living in a dark world, sometimes there's going to be a fight to take new ground or a fight to take new territory. And just when things are going so well, you'll find the enemy's head pop up. But don't get distracted. It's just a part of it. It's something that you're going to overcome. Well, bless the wonderful name of Jesus, everybody. Hello. Welcome once again to another Bible study adventure right here at Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join me in the rich word of God. We're going to have another wonderful time tonight. I really do appreciate your faithful listening and your viewing and your support of our ministry. Remember, you can always go to our website at kingdomrock.org. That's www.kingdomrock.org. There you can find today's video and all of the other videos in this series. Check it out today. Well, as you know, we're in a series entitled The Parables of Jesus, and we're actually in the second parable now that I know is going to richly bless you. So thanks for praying with me, and believe me, I am praying for you. So our journey tonight starts in the book of Matthew, the 13th chapter. Remember in parts one, two, three, and four, we spoke about the sower and the seed, or the seed and the sower. So we're gonna stay on that same theme, and we're gonna look at tonight the parable of the wheat and the tares. So it's gonna be great. Whatever we don't get finished with tonight, we'll pick up on next time. So let's go ahead and read. And as in the same case uh, as with last time, the Lord Jesus gives the parable. And then further on down, he gives the interpretation of the parable. So we're going to talk about that and how it applies to us today. Okay. So let's go ahead and read Matthew 13. Uh, here's the parable in verses 24 through 30. And it reads like this. Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. But when the blade was sprung up and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tares also. So the servants of the householder came and said unto him, Sir, didst not thou sow good seed in thy field? 
from whence then have it hath it tears? He said unto he said unto them, An enemy hath done this. The servant said unto him, Wilt thou then that we go and gather them up? But he said, Nay, least while ye gather up the tares, ye root up also the wheat with them. Let both grow together until the harvest. And in the time of harvest, I will say unto, rather, I will say to the reapers, Gather ye together first the tares, and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my barn. All right. So that's the parable, and this is awesome. This talks about uh, believers, and, or rather we can say the children of the kingdom of God and the children of darkness, or we can say the kingdom of the children of light and the kingdom of darkness. Let's say it that way. Now, the Lord Jesus gives the interpretation of this parable, so let's read the interpretation, and then we'll go back up and really talk about it. His interpretation, and it starts here in verse number 36, and it goes down to verse 43. All right. So verse 36 says, Then Jesus sent the multitude away and went into the house. And his disciples came unto him, saying, Declare unto us the parable of the tares of the field. And he, rather, verse 37, he answered and said unto them, he that soweth the good seed is the son of man. The field is the world. The good seed are the children of the kingdom, but the tares are the children of the wicked one. The enemy that sowed them is the devil. The harvest is the end of the world. And the reapers are the angels. Isn't that fascinating? Let's go on. Uh, verse 40. As therefore the tares are gathered and burned in the fire, so shall it be in the end of this world. So here's an end time picture, right? It says again, the Lord says again, so shall it be in the end of this world. The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them that do iniquity. Verse 42 and shall cast them into a furnace of fire. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then shall the righteous shine forth as the sun in the kingdom of their father, who hath ears to hear, let him hear. So this is a parable that definitely has a heavenly meaning and an earthly you know, it's set earthly or set in the earth, an earthly, earthly picture for a, with a heavenly meaning. But it's also a prophetic tone because the Lord is telling us some things that's also that's also coming. What's going to happen in the end times? He's telling us what has happened, what is happening, what is happening now and what shall happen. So let's go over this and really just glean out the word of God tonight and how it applies to us today. And as we do that, we're going to find strength, we're going to find clarity, and we're going to find power to defeat our enemies and really be overcomers. So let's look at this. Verse 24 says this again. Uh, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. Now, so the Lord's saying, this is how the kingdom of heaven is like, or 
Remember the Lord told us to pray, our Father, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. So we're seeing here a picture of heavenly things on the earth. We're seeing here a picture of heaven invading in the earth or light invading, coming into darkness and what happens as a result of that. Remember the Bible says as well that the kingdom of heaven suffereth violence and the violent take it by force. Meaning men are forcefully advancing into the kingdom of God. We are, press, we are pressing in into the things of God, into the heavenly things of God. We are pressing in to receive our rights and privileges. We are pressing in to take the dominion and authority that God has given unto us. These blessings that God has lined up for you won't be taken without a fight. And you'll find that, remember, we are still, we're children of the light. And the Lord said we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And because we are children of the light, living in a dark world, sometimes there's going to be a fight to take new ground or a fight to take new territory. And just when things are going so well, you'll find the enemy's head pop up. But don't get distracted. It's just a part of it. It's something that you're going to overcome. And we're going to see that here in Scripture. So the Lord said, this is how the kingdom of heaven is like. In other words, this is kingdom. This is kingdom business or this will be the culture of the kingdom. This is how it will be for those who will traffic or those who will be influenced by the kingdom of heaven. For those who will operate, yes, in the kingdom of heaven. This is how it's going to be like. And so it says here, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man which sowed good seed in his field. Well, we know that Jesus, through his interpretation, we know that he is the one that is sowing the seed. He is sowing the seed. We know the seed is also the word. He is sowing the word in our hearts. And we also see in this that we are the good seed that he's sowing. We are the children of the kingdom. We're the ones that he is investing in the earth. Now, we know from the interpretation that the field is the world. And he, the Lord Jesus, sows us, the good seed, into the world. And so you grab a hold of that. He's planting us firmly. Now, when he plants us, we're immature. When you were first born of God, born again, when you gave the Lord Jesus your heart and your life, you were very immature in the things of God. And we see this by this parable. It is so rich because when the children of the kingdom begin to grow, when the wheat begins to grow and the tares begin to grow for a season, and we're going to look at this, for a time you can't tell the difference between the wheat and the tares. Or the, we can say also the wheat and the darnels. Another word for tares is darnel. We're going to look at that. So when the wheat and the tares or darnels are in an immature state, you can't tell them apart. They look similar one to another. They look similar. So an immature Christian can look like someone that is still of the world in, while we're still immature. Think about it. You know people that claim to know the name of Jesus, that claim to be born again, and they really may be born of God. Jesus really may be in their hearts, but yet and still you catch him at just the right moment and they're acting like a child of the enemy.
They're acting like a child of the wicked one, right? We may have our tempers and we may say terrible things that we don't mean. We may do things we shouldn't do. In our immature state, we're very similar. We can be very similar to children of the darkness. That's why we have to grow and we have to mature. Allow the Lord Jesus to, to take out these, um, these imperfections, to take out our carnality, these worldly ways in us, to take them out. And as, he, as, we, as we confess our sins before him, as we pursue righteousness, remember the, the Bible also declares in Matthew 6 chapter, the Lord says, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. As we seek the kingdom of God, seeking to learn it, to understand it, to walk in his kingdom. And the kingdom of God and kingdom of heaven are often synonymous. So as we're seeking or pursuing to learn about the kingdom of heaven, as Jesus said here, and as we are pursuing righteousness, we're pursuing uh, to live righteously, to live a righteous life before God. In other words, we want to have practical holiness, practical holiness. We're living like Christ Jesus. Now, as we're pursuing him, sometimes we're going to sin. We're going to mess up. But that happens when we're immature. But the more we mature in the things of God, the more and more we look like wheat, right? The more and more we look like Christ and the less we look like the enemy. So at the end of this parable, the Lord sends the reapers because it's clearly defined now. And we're going to get into all of this. I guess I'm just doing a big overview right now. Uh, the, the Lord sends the reapers and he tells them, now you can clearly see in, in the time of harvest, you can clearly see the child of God and the child of the devil. You can clearly see the children of the kingdom and the children of the wicked one. Clearly see, because they're now both matured. Even on the other side, an immature child of the devil can do something good every once in a while, can trip up and do something good once in a while, but they can't keep it up. Or there's always strings attached to it. And you may think, oh, so-and-so is a good person. And they can be that for, they can seem to be that only for a while. They can't keep it up because it's not in their nature. Just like us with sin. You know, we can, we may slip and fall into something, but we cannot continue in that because it's not in our nature. I can't continue in it. I, we can't do it. We the spirit of God within inside of us convicts us of our sins and we can't go in it. It's no longer our nature. I can't hate this one. Uh, I can't, uh, it's inside of me. I, I can't speak badly of this one and continue to do this. I cannot do this sinful action that I know that's going to hurt my father. I know it's hurting my standing with God and I feel the grieving of the Holy Spirit of God within. I can't continue in it. I can't because it's not a part of my nature. Just like the child of darkness, he may do something good, but he can't continue in the good things because it's not in his nature. There has to be a nature change, a nature shift. You know, you need, you need God to do the things of God. Praise the Lord. We need God. We need our Father to do what he's called us to do. It's not possible to do God things without God. Amen. So let's go back now. Oh, I'm enjoying this and I'm praying that you are too. We're just scratching the surface, surface uh, here tonight and I pray it's being a big blessing to you. Now, 
So let's look again in verse 24. It says, Another parable put he forth unto them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened, is just like a man which sowed good seed in his field. Jesus is sowing the seed. Now look at verse 25. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way. While men slept. Now this is something, isn't it? Now... Understand something. Why would someone sow tares among the wheat? Now, let's talk about the wheat and tare and what it really represents and what it is. Well, we know that wheat is, uh, in essence, it's food. It's something that is profitable, beneficial for us to live. You know, you can take the wheat and you can make bread. You can take the wheat and make cereal. It's something that we can eat, that we can digest. That's very good for us. But the tares, and I have a definition for the word tares. This is, this is wonderful. I want you to hear this. A tear is a kind of darnel um, resembling wheat, except the grains are black. Another definition says uh, tares are a weedy ryegrass with poisonous seeds often found in often found in grain fields. So we see here that uh, the tare or the darnels have poisonous seeds and they do resemble wheat for a time. But as it grows, it develops blackness upon its head. Something darker appears upon its head that was not there when it was younger, when it was immature. But as it grows, something dark covers its head. Isn't that something? And you begin to see what it is. Oh, and that's something. So listen to this one as well. Uh, the tares or the darnels look like wheat in the early stages, but has black heads by the time of harvest. References are also made to its properties of affecting a person in a poisonous manner. So this is immature poison that really is growing up next to the wheat. This is something that looks innocent at first, but as it grows, there's poison growing up. And eventually, along with that poison, there's a darkness that covers it. Look at that verse again. This is wonderful. Verse 25 says, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat. The word among means to be next or near, or it means to, um, of course, be with it, or it means among it. It means to be near it, around it, between it. So right beside the child of God. There's an enemy. Remember, the wheat represents the child of the kingdom, children of the kingdom. Or we can say the sons of the kingdom. Same thing. Or we can say daughters of the kingdom. And the tares represent the children of the wicked one, the offspring of the devil. Where are they? They're both growing together. Now, initially, Jesus just planted the children of the kingdom, the children of light. But the Bible says, while men slept, this is big, 
while people slept, while mankind slept. Now, the word slept, we can, I mean, it's defined in several different ways. But listen to this definition. Um, when mankind was unaware, when you sleep, you're unaware uh, or not looking, not watchful. Hmm? Possibly meaning when we were busy doing something else other than what the Lord called us to do. That's a type of sleep, right? When you're not watching, you're not listening, uh, you're not looking, you're not actively doing what he called us to do. An enemy comes, an enemy comes. Now notice again, this enemy waited until men slept to make his appearance. He couldn't sow his seed during the day. That is during the waking hours, during the light. He waited until it was dark. He waited until it was night when he could come in under the cover of darkness when he could come in in secret and sow these tares, his children among those that were children of God. So he waited. He waited till we slept. He waited till our attention was placed somewhere else. He waited till we were inactive. He waited till we weren't looking. Now grab a hold of that because this is oftentimes when the enemy does come in, when we let our guards down. We think everything is okay when we get lulled into a sleep or into a false security. And sometimes when we let the wrong people in and we think everything's fine, so we relax. Maybe we don't pray as much. We don't study the Bible as much. We don't seek the face of God as much. We don't come to church as much. We get really relaxed. And when we do that, what happens? The enemy's waiting and he's watching. Remember, the Bible says that the devil is like a roaring lion walking about seeing whom he may devour. He's watching. That's why the Bible says be vigilant, be sober, because your adversary, the devil, like a roaring lion, seeketh whom he's walking about seeking whom he may devour. He's watching. And the enemy is waiting until men, waiting until the children of men, waiting until the children of the light go to sleep. And isn't that what happened in much of these uh, Supreme Court decisions? It seems like the church just slept and the enemy came in and started voting in abortion and start uh, voting in uh, taking prayer out of prayer out of schools. And they began to vote in this and vote in that while we were sleeping, while we were inactive, while we were safe in our little buildings and not looking, not on the watch, an enemy came in and he sowed those tares among the wheat. Now look at this now, I love this. So look at this again in verse 25, it says, but while men slept, the enemy came. He came and sowed tares. Now the word came, I also love this. The word came means to come from one place to another. Yeah, we can get that but it also means to appear. While men slept, while we weren't looking, while we weren't watching, under the cover of darkness, the enemy appeared. Appeared, imagine that like a puff of black smoke just billowing up, it comes this dark figure. While we were looking somewhere else, this dark figure comes 
and he starts working all around us. Now take a moment and think about that for a moment. Uh, our time is gone for the night, but I want to end up on here. Think about it. When we get so lax at home, we get so lax that we stop praying, we stop seeking God, we, we begin to binge watch a lot of television programs. Yeah, I got you. We begin to get caught up in social media and other things, just the cares of life, thinking about the money, thinking about the bills and how I'm going to pay this and, and how I'm going to pay that. We get so distracted. And when we get distracted and we stop watching for the enemy, we stop praying, we stop seeking the face of God, the devil comes. And when he gets in, he sows, tears something bad. It's like he sets up little traps. And those things are there. And then we maybe continue with our life, not even knowing what has happened. No, no, no. Just all of a sudden, when things are going well, this shows up. This ugly thing shows up. And we say, how did you get in here? Well, it got in there long before you knew it. It got in there when you slept and you weren't watching. So let that be a word to the wise for everyone that's watching this broadcast and listening to us tonight for you, my friend. Yes, there may be hundreds or thousands of people listening at this very moment, but or watching at this very moment. But really, the Lord's just talking to you and he's telling you and I, it's time to repent. We have been asleep. We have slept. We have not been on the watch as we should have. And an enemy has gotten in. Well, what do you do? Well, it's time for us to go and get that oil. It's time for us to anoint our homes. It's time for us to anoint ourselves. It's time for us to repent before the throne of God and say, Father, forgive me, for I have not watched as I should have, and an enemy has gotten in. Well, after you repent and confess that before the Lord, then rise up and declare your righteousness before the Lord. Declare who you are in him. And bind that devil, bind his activity, bind him up in bundles and ask the father to burn those things out of your life. Some of those tears that he may be sowing, it may be arguments, disagreements, hurt feelings and, and negativity, poverty. A lot of things can happen while we sleep. But once you see the head of it, once you sense the poison, and once you see the blackness there, it's time to bind those things up in bundles and let them be burned. So again, what do we do? This is what we need to do, child of God. This is what you need to do. And please hear me. We got to, first of all, we got to repent for being slowful. We got to repent for not being on our post. We got to repent and ask God to forgive us for not being in his word, for, for letting everything else take our thoughts and attentions we were distracted. We got distracted. But now it's time to get back on our post and stand watch and stand guard. Now, if something has gotten in, if something poisonous has gotten into your home, if something poisonous has gotten into your life, you know, we know that's the tears or the darnels, right? And we see the blackness of it. It just makes us feel bad and terrible. And even in our relationships, it's time to deal with that, too. Let's ask the Lord to bind those things up. As a matter of fact, why don't we pray together right now to do that, okay? <laughs> Let's just do that. All right, so join me in prayer. Heavenly Father, uh, your beloved and I come before you 
And we ask in the mighty name of Jesus that you forgive us. Forgive us, Lord, for not standing on our watch. Forgive us, for Lord, uh, for not paying attention and not uh, performing our assignment and duties as you've called us to do. Lord, we haven't prayed as we should have prayed. We haven't studied as we should have studied. Lord, we let things just get, you know, Lord, we just slept. And while we slept, Lord, an enemy got in. So, Lord, we ask now in the mighty name of Jesus that you would send your angels forth to bind these uh, distractions of the enemy up in Jesus' mighty name. And we declare by the word of God that these things be bound, poverty be bound, and disagreements and, and low self-esteem, whatever traps the enemy has set for us, we declare that they be bound right now in the name of Jesus. However the, however the enemy is plotting or planning against us right now to take things from us, we, we declare those things be bound right now in the name of Jesus. We bind them in the name of Jesus. And we declare, Lord God, even from your word in Psalm 91, that you would deliver us from the snare of the fowler. And we thank you, Lord, that you've made us aware of these tactics of the enemy. So, Lord, we speak to those tactics. We speak to those enemies. We declare you be bound and you be cast out of our homes right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we ask now for the grace of the Lord to be upon us to study to show ourselves approved unto you, Father, a workman that needs not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Give us a passion once again to study your word, a passion once again to pray, a passion once again to stand on our watch. We love you, Lord. We thank you for hearing our prayers and thank you for restoring our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, my friends, that's it for tonight. I pray that you are richly blessed. And I thank you so much for being here with me tonight. Be with me on next week and we're going to go right back into this chapter and go even further. All right. We love you guys. Oh, yes. And don't forget to join us on our website at kingdomrock.org. There you can see tonight's video and the audio and so much more. We love you and we'll see you on the next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.